Good morning, Super Kick It with Stephen fans. Your favorite host right here, Stephen. Uh, Greg just saw my message that he should be coming on here any minute now. Uh, we got a lot of news to cover today. So uh, we have news, obviously, concerning John Moxley. We have news concerning the latest batch of edicts or uh, all WWE releases. And also we have Survivor Series talk, which um, WWE finally just announced uh, the men's and women's Survivor Series teams for the event, which I believe has happened the 21st. Um, and, you know, we've seen nothing really at all for it. So uh, it doesn't surprise us at all that uh, they just announced the, you know, teams on Twitter. So uh, let's get Greg all set up and then we'll bring him on here to digest or uh, unpack all of this news. And uh, I guess we'll talk some um, uh, some actual in-ring action as well because uh, we had that as well. So let's bring Greg on. He's getting all set up there. Hey, Greg, what's going on? Uh -huh. I'm good, Stephen. What's up, my man? Not too much. So uh, I guess we'll get good news out of the way so I can finally share the latest addition to the body work right there. Oh, uh, look at this. Those, uh, kind of hard. Here we go. So the Stone Cold Stunner, uh, you know, tattoos. So I finally am. I mean, I guess a week where uh, WWE, you know, gets rid of more people. I'm still loving them, <laughs> you know, of Stone Cold. But, uh, and I want to share one other. So that was an early gift to myself that I gave. And then um, I want to give one more shout out because this gift is awesome as well. So let me make sure I have it. This is the official Stone Cold Smoking Championship belt. Ah, and, nice. Uh, it came to this nice case. There you go. You can kind of see the nice Stone Cold Smoking Skull belt. And yep. probably the best part, which will never be seen, but uh, like a snake print, um, snake, you know, snake skin print on the back. So really cool stuff there. So nice little birthday gift from the family, from my mom and dad on that end. So very nice. Wanted to get the good stuff out of the way, Greg, because uh, unfortunately there's a couple not so good stuff to talk about, but uh what would uh episode be if we weren't talking up releases? So, uh, but well, first, sorry, we do want to say best wishes to John Moxley, um, going into rehab. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, we never know what people are going through. Um, I just always remember they always do that road to the top promo, Greg, where um, Brandy Rhodes is asking uh, John Moxley, How you doing? And he's like, I'm drunk or I'm hungover. <laughs> and I always thought that was, you know, we, you know, we kind of laughed it off. But now it's like, it, it, now it doesn't seem as, you know, laughable, unfortunately. So, and also um, Renee Young uh, tweeted out or Instagrammed out or whatever. Um, they were, she's moving to Cincinnati. So I think it sounds like they want to be closer to maybe his family or something like that. So they were making the trick our trip, I, you know, as far as I know, she was making the trip with, you know, baby Nora and her, I think it was, she said her mom or her dad, maybe in a big old nice RV. So they had, a, they had the top of the line uh, road trip to go on, but um, uh, she just made it to Cincinnati. I don't know if he's already there, Greg, we didn't see any, I didn't personally see any news about where, you know, his rehab, sorry, his rehab is happening, but I would assume after the fact, maybe they just want to be closer to his family you know, just to kind of, uh, 
you know, ha- make that happen and maybe get out of Vegas because <laughs> that's where they are living. You know, maybe just that uh, aura of Vegas is something as well. So, um, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, Greg, compared to Las Vegas, Nevada is uh, two different worlds. So maybe that is a reason. Oh, why, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but best wishes to John Moxley. I did get his book and I was hoping to go to the book signing that he was going to do this Wednesday here in Indianapolis, but uh, that is not going to happen, obviously. So um, best wishes to him. Uh, anything you want to add to that, Greg, or um, then we'll get yeah, to absolutely. releases. Um, I was shocked and saddened to hear the news about uh, Mox and uh, him going into rehab, especially since they just listened to a brand new episode of uh, Talk of Jericho where he did a return appearance, um, you know, to talk shop and talk up the book. And uh, like I said, you never know what's going on with these guys, but you can see what the life they lead on the road, 250, 300 days a year, and, you know, the beating they take and how much pain they're always in. And then, you know, there's so much more on the plate when you have, you know, a newborn to take care of at home and not getting any sleep and probably painkillers, things like that. So, so many things um, that we don't see and we take for granted. We just turn on the TV on Wednesdays and expect them to be there. And, um, you know, these, at the end of the day, these guys are still real people just like you and I. And, um, you know, Props to him for recognizing that there was a problem, for recognizing he needs to step away. Um, dude's red hot right now. Um, I'd love to change the character he's been undergoing. But um, you can see that some of that unhinged was seeping into his work. Uh, I didn't know if that was on purpose or not, but um, I think um, that re- real life was bleeding into his professional life. and. Um, Props to him for recognizing it and realizing that he has a problem and taking the steps to fix it. So, like we said, the first step is admitting that you need help. And that's for anybody. You don't have to be a professional wrestler, professional athlete, professional anything. Uh, The most important thing is recognizing you need the help and then making the steps to go out and get it. So, um, best wish to you, Mox, and hope to see you back soon. So. And I think it opened up the door for a lot of people tweeting out saying, well, if he can go into, you know, rehab, I can do it myself. You know, like you said, people like me and you, <laughs> not us necessarily, but, you know, like just people that feel they're going through something. You know, like you said, I, I think mentally, mental health is the strong, you know, the thing that we always talk about never gets talked about enough. I mean, I think we're still in that weird it's starting to come a little more to the forefront, but it's still in that uh, you just don't want to talk about it because you don't know how to talk about it because everyone, you know, mental yeah. health is just a hard and there's no way to describe it because everyone is so different. You know, we we could say, oh, I experienced that, but you might not experience it to that aspect. But and like you said, that I mean, that match with what was it? the um, With uh, 10 or five, I forget whichever Dark Order guy it. Like we said, it just seemed a little, you know, reckless. And I don't know if that was how it's supposed to come across. But, um, yeah, and, you know, like I said, props to Renee for making the the cross-country trip, you know, moving across the country and going to Ohio. So, um, hopefully, um, 
they'll make a good living there. And uh, that's just a hop skipping away from me. So, you know, I can go, maybe yeah. I can stop at the Moxley household one day and say, hey, no. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that might be the scary thing, too. You know, Cincinnati, Ohio is probably not the biggest. Well, it's a little bit bigger than Indianapolis or, you know, on the same level, Greg, but you wonder, like, how recognizable they'll be <laughs> there, you know. So um, in Vegas, everyone's big <laughs> it seems like so you know in vegas they could probably walk around and nobody would say a word but you almost wonder here you know you go shopping in a in a mall or something greg and you do wonder if maybe um you'll get a little you know not hounded but you know hopefully people will keep their distance but and the other yeah. uh big news is this uh latest bachelor's releases so i got the list right here greg we'll say the names first and then we'll uh Start reacting because uh, I'm sure we got plenty of reactions. So the list as I see it now was Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Ember Moon, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Eva Marie, Grand Metalik, Mia Yim, Lindsay Dorado, Scarlett Bordeaux, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Jet Rama, B Fab, Trey Baxter, and Zayna Ramir or Raymer, sorry. Whichever way you say it. Now, obviously, Greg, you know, some of those names you could say, okay, you know, like the Lucha House Party guys, the writing was on the wall. I think one of them asked for the release. So, um, you know, uh, Oni Larkin, uh, Jet Rama, I, I I, don't remember Jet being on there, but uh, he did write a nice thank you saying, you know, picking up his life and coming here and people were chanting for him a couple times. Uh, Trey Baxter just kind of showed up. Uh, I'll kind of go in the, you know, these are like BFAB though is a surprising name, but like you said, mm -hmm. it was her in-ring work. Were they ready? It's almost like they just said, forget it. <laughs> like, you know, it kind of, and it really does suck for her because she had a good thing going with that group. I thought she fit in with the group. Maybe she could have been a voice for them or, you know, hype woman or something like that. Like even if she mm -hmm. didn't do the ring work, but so that was surprising. Frankie Monet. I know you love that girl, Greg. Um, yeah. So I'll let you have Frankie. What you know? What you think there when you saw her name pop up? Not happy. I mean, they have they have so much gold in their hands right there with her. If you've seen all of her uh, other work, that how can you not use someone with her look, her uniqueness, her um, her skills in the ring and on the mic, and not use that? I mean. I'm very not happy with it, but if um, they're not going to do anything with her, um, she, there's going to be plenty of places that pick up the phone and give her a call. So um, I'm disappointed that she doesn't get WWE production and uh, WWE push so she can be the star that she really is. But um, if this is a way they're going to treat her, she's better off. Uh, not the company anyway. And if they thought, so the age factor came up, she's 38, which of course doesn't sound old at all. But if you're pushing NXT any younger crowd, then why not just push her to the main roster and let her try to do right. something there? So that's why I was, that, that was surprising, you know. Then if you get her to the main roster and things aren't, you know, if you think she doesn't, then, and what do you think, Greg? So, do can we read anything for John Morrison? I mean, I don't know what the hell this whole um shaman god he's I guess he's trying to go back to his old, you know, the old gimmick, 
Um, but do you think the writing's on the wall for him? Like, how much longer do you think we see John Morrison in? Like, if his contract comes up, is it going to be surprising at all that he doesn't renew? No, not at all. Um, and I agree. Maybe he's trying to do, go back to the Shaman of Sexy uh, bit. And we talked before about uh, him and Seth Rollins on the show together. Both can't be doing the drip gimmick. So, yeah. um, Seth so being it's good a to give him stature, something different. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what that's about. But, you know, now that they let his wife go, and, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be far behind her. Um, so next round of cuts, his name is probably going to be on it. He's not doing anything very important or he's not doing anything in the ring at all. Uh, just a couple two minute backstage segments and, uh, you know, he's another talent. It's not getting any airtime. So, uh, I think he's going to be gone. Um, hopefully with his uh, contract situation, it's going to be lapsing, which is why they've kind of let rel- rel- Relegated, like saying, laid back him, yeah, yeah, to backstage, and um, you know you're not going to see him much after now. Well, that's why I was wondering. Like, I'm trying to think. You know, it feels like it's been a, at least a couple of years since he's been back. So you would think it's coming up soon, unless he resigned and you know got another year. Um, our good friend Damon. <laughs> yes, I know. I made a mistake and went to the wrong tattoo shop because. I just got it done. <laughs> I have more stuff I want to get done. I will get up, revved up tattoos. If you want all your needs here in Indianapolis, revved Uh-oh. up tattoos. I will go there for my next tattoo. Um, Somebody's just, in trouble. Uh, I will get revved up tattoo underneath this current tattoo. Anyway, so yes, Damon is uh, going to call me out on that till the end of time, I'm sure. So. Uh, who else we got? So um, let's let's do the couples, Greg. So we have – oh, I'm grounded. Oh, no. Um, let's do the couples. <laughs> so we have Mia Yim and Keith Lee. I mean, it's so funny to think for Keith Lee a year ago, they did that little chronicle, you know, half hour, and Vince McMahon was talking him up and giving him, the, you know, the, the coach talk, and Keith Lee came backstage and was like, I'm ready to run through the wall for that guy. And now it comes out, oh, there was perceived attitude issues, which whatever. I, they said the same thing about Bray Wyatt. So I'm not reading anything. And like like we say, who couldn't blame him for being a little pissed off because you're told one thing and then you're doing another thing and, you know, no explanation for Bearcat. And, um, you know, he was in a horrible place health-wise. And comes back from that and, you know, just doesn't give anything. So, and me and Yim obviously never got the chance. You know, she did the reckoning gimmick with retribution and wrestled what two times, maybe three, like, you know, just had to hang out <laughs> with a mask on and never show her face. So, um, yeah, like we said, I think Keith Lee will be fine. I, I, I mean, AW Greg, they don't have enough hosses, you know, like a guy like Keith Lee. Yes, you have Lance Archer. Uh, you got, you know, Miro now. But, I mean, they're probably, you know, Tony Khan better just get out that checkbook and uh, back up the <laughs> Brinks truck to Keith Lee. Cause, and, you know, Mia Yim probably could be good for the um, women's division. So, uh, how about uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim there for you, Greg? 
Yeah, I don't get what WWE is thinking, um, especially with the shallowness of the uh, women's division on Brawl and SmackDown. That uh, you mean to tell me you can't use a girl the size and talent of Frankie in that mix? You know, another fresh matchup. You can't use somebody with the talent and of Mia Yim um, in the mix, standing next to uh, Sasha or um, Becky or you know any of the talents. Uh, we've seen NXT what Mia can do when she gets a chance. And they put a mask on her and put her in the shadows. And, you know, now she's cut. So, you know, the women's division is in trouble beyond the top four. Uh, Charlotte, Bianca, Becky, Sasha. And after that, you have pretty close to nothing. I mean, they're trying to build up a couple girls. But, you know, you have two that you could have used and used very well. And they let them out the door. Um Keep Lee, I, I agree to your point with uh, AW. Definitely needed more horses, some big dudes who can who can go do more than just you know brawl and choke slam. And you know, Keep Lee definitely fits that mold. He would fit in with the heavyweight, super heavyweight division, uh, of which there are few, and uh, help building it up. Um, so I can definitely see that Mia Yim. Um, you know, you figure she'd have to get a, a, a slot with them. They'd probably package deal by now. But, um, you know, there's places to fit her in into the uh, women's mix. So uh, I'd love to see them in AW and, you know, being able to really get, you know, the shine that they deserve because they have really been mistreated. Uh, I liked what they started doing with Keely aside from, um, the whole roaring like a grizzly bear every time he did an offensive maneuver, but they were kind of on the right track with him. It started mm-hmm. to uh, make him look good, and uh, now he's gone. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking with these with these cuts, but um, you know, their losses is, is AEWs and the rest of pro wrestling's game. So, uh, good luck to them. And I could see Keith Lee doing another independent run before he decides, like, okay, where do I want to go full time? So, because uh, that's kind of where he got to start. Um, <clears throat> and I, I do think he's probably the most surprising. But I think at the same time, this Nia Jack story that's coming out, this is pretty surprising to think that she got cut when she mentioned, uh, you know, she's personally stated this that she took a little mental health break, which, like we brought up, is so important. And she asked for more time and then ends up cut. And that's if that, you know, if all, and now it's just her word, but, you know, we got to take her word because it's her word. So if that's really the truth, you got to think, man, that, uh, you know, we may not like, you know, some people may not care for Nia Jax in the ring, but outside the ring, if that was the truth, that is not a good look at all. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty, you know, telling evidence of what you think, you know, mental health wise for people. So, and that can, you know, that cannot look good at all. So I thought Nia Jack, <clears throat> sorry. I thought Nia Jax Greg was a, a surprising name as well, because I mean, look how long she's been there too. And she's always been featured. I mean, we've hardly seen her, you know, in any sort of lower card role, maybe at the beginning when she 
just rolled through women and was doing handicap matches. But once she, you know, got to she beat Alexa Bliss for the title. Uh, WrestleMania was at 34 when they kind of did the whole body shaming image, you know, mm-hmm. gimmick where Alexa was more trying to body shame Nia, and Nia was trying to you know stand up for herself. And then her and Shayna, obviously, two time tag team champions, and then you know. Uh, then she, you know, had to get taken out by Shayna. But um, yeah, I thought Nia Jax was a surprising name. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I'm surprised. Or in a way, I am. In a way, I'm not. Um, because there was a time when she's was the dominant um, heel. She was the best as a heel, and she come up and she destroy girls and. Um, you know, she had that aura of, you know, who can beat this woman. And then her push stopped. And, you know, girls besides of Alexa Bliss started getting the, the better of her. And she's gradually been defined down lower and lower and lower. Uh, you could consider it kind of a uh, conciliatory thing they were doing by giving her the tag title with Shayna. But doing the whole, you know, odd couple gimmick that they beat the death over the last year uh, over a year and um, then the whole little love thing with Reggie with defining her down to like a character um, you know the ball was rolling downhill for her and so I could see it and then being written off TV altogether uh, maybe it was because of the whole uh, need to take a break um, request that she made. Uh, I've seen different things about it. Um, her, as it pertains to her, um, needing a mental health break, but also um, them releasing or them being WWE releasing wrestlers who would not get vaccinated. Um, I saw that that may be a um, reason that she was let go, or maybe not the reason contributing to. Uh, why she was let go, uh, that she followed in that list of being uh, unvaccinated. And um, so it's kind of like a who do you believe kind of situation. So uh, I'm not surprised that Naya was let go because, you know, she started at the top and she's, you know, been rolling down the mountain and not in a good way for quite a while. So that's true. Yeah. Um, Davy Boy Smith Jr., who never even once appeared, you know, Harry Smith or whatever. Uh, Ember Moon, I know you weren't high on her, Greg. I think she'll go back to the independent scene and be fine there. And, uh, what do we so then finally we kind of oh, Eva Marie. I mean, you just bring her back what seven months ago, six, eight, it, it feels like so recent, and now she's gone already. You know, I'm hearing that was about you know, her wanting to go back, you know, her kind of leaving in the first place to go over movies and she really never took off in it. And now she'll have plenty of time to focus on that. And then finally, Greg, let's just get to it. Karrion Cross, Scarlet, which, you know, you brought up the package deal. I think they're going to be a package deal. You wonder yeah. if they'll go back to impact. Um, that's kind of where they were anyway. And I know Scarlet is excited to wrestle again. So, you know, that's probably a, the best spot for them right now. Uh, you know, maybe going back to impact and he could be killer cross. He's already put out a little 32nd, you know, graveyard scene, a video. So 
um, you know, and I'm sure she'll put out something soon about what she's going to do next. So um, that, you know, and we already know the whole gimmick of, <laughs> like they always say, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And unfortunately, he came to main roster. They tried to change it up and, you know, never gave him back that aura. And it was, you know, once he lost, like, and it's so bad because, you know, we did, the, I tried to buy into the let it play out story and I was wrong, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not afraid to admit it. And it just does kind of suck that, you know, he took that first off to Jeff Hardy and then it never, you know, then he does end up beating Jeff Hardy and then, you know, kind of rolls through other people, but just never, never got the aura back and, you know, and I mean, you know, without the presence of Scarlet, I think it lost on them as well, you know, and yeah. who knows, maybe, maybe they just couldn't recreate it in the bigger scale for Raw, which is kind of hard to believe because they can if they wrote, you know, but for whatever reason, they decide not to. So um, what do you think, Greg, Karen Cross and Scarlet? Is that your top of the list surprises or is there another name, you know, was there somebody else above them? Yeah, that is the big surprise. Um, but at the same time, they killed his push before he even got to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was doing great. NXT, um, and the first time was in his fault. He got injured when he won the championship, uh, went off TV, came back, won it again. And before the big showdown with Joe, um, he started taking L's on the main roster, and he wasn't even on the main roster yet. Um, so, you know, after he'd been on the main roster for a month or so, you know, doing 50-50 booking with Jeff Hardy, then he started getting vignettes and getting his real introduction and coming out in the gladiator outfit and um, the whole you know, presentation was completely changed up. And he he started, he, they started him out backwards. I mean, he should have done everything in reverse as far as keeping him, you know, the monster heel through his mojo match and then bringing him in or maybe waiting, doing the vignettes, building up the anticipation and then bringing him out and bringing him out with Scarlet. What was the point of not bringing him out with Scarlet? So they killed him before he even got to the main roster, which is really disappointing. Um, I do have a theory, and um, shout out to our man, Dan, the man in charge who uh, gave me a uh, pretty much a open doors. Like I told him I had a background in writing, and he's like, anytime you want to write for us, feel free. And it gave me okay. a great idea for an article. Um and that that kind of zoomed out view of you know these releases and everything WWE has been doing lately is that this man could in fact be saving pro wrestling. And by what I mean by that is with all these releases, you know, all these guys are not going to go to AEW. And looking at this list, I look back that two, well, not considering the couples, that two, maybe three of the names on this list end up in AEW. So what that means is that the rest of the talents on here, 10, 12, 
14 people are going to end up spread out among the other promotions. Like independency. Um, right. And it's going to help build them up. Um, look at ROH. They just folded. And maybe not folded permanently, but folded, and they're going to rethink things, go back to formula, and most likely come back as something reimagined down the road. And so, you wonder what kind of wrestlers they'll look for now if they want to get away from whatever, you know, maybe the wrestling, ask, you know, maybe they try to do, you know, maybe the impact light or something like that. But that's a really interesting exactly. take because like, like we brought up too, Greg, I don't know if it was WWE that kind of killed the independency. I mean, it almost feels like AEW kind of did in a roundabout way because, you know, who are all in the dark matches, elevation matches? You know, you got, you know, you have a lot of those independent names on there uh, for AEW because I think guys want to get on there and get on, t you know, YouTube at least, you know, more so than wrestling in a, a, a bingo hall. You know, I don't, the bingo hall is an overused term, but, you know, like a, a local, yeah. uh, you know, gym. Uh, and now if you could get a five, 10 minute match on YouTube that you can use, I mean, why would you not want to pass it up? So it is weird that, you know, you know, we, everybody says Vince killed the competition, but he might've done that to WCW, but I don't know if he did it to the independent. I think that was more, and you know, I, like I said, I, it's, I'm not going to fault AEW because if the wrestlers want to go there, they want to go there. And if they want to scoop them up, they scoop them up. But like you said, the ROH thing is interesting. Like, what do they, because they said they're releasing everybody, but they want to relook at things. So it's like, you almost feel like, yes, they'll go a different direction and not, you know, use former people, but who knows? So, right. um, But that's the thing is that they're flooding the market with very talented, ready for TV Yes, wrestlers. People. Some of them yeah. may still be green, but they've had, they've been in the NFL, and now they're kind of going back down into the college ranks. Kind of is a way you look at it from a different sport. Um, and you're adding star power where there was star power, so uh, it could be reminiscent of GCW and Matt Cardona coming in and, and going, "Oh, look at this!" Because that's getting you know, built Zach up Ryder a lot. Too. Like. And right. people and are now, talking that up things. Go ahead. Yeah, and they're they're a big deal now. They're they're on the come up. And now you're gonna have more of more talent to bring in there. And same thing, these guys are gonna spread out among the other uh, organizations, they're gonna get more powerful. Um, they're gonna start drawing numbers, they're gonna take eyeballs off of um, WWE and AEW. But what AEW's done is, you know, it's a return to pro wrestling. It's, it's, you can see a huge difference watching Raw and SmackDown versus watching Rampage and Dynamite. You can tell the difference. And it's going to be the same when you turn on uh, an ROH show in the future, when you turn on GCW now. And all these guys and girls that have been getting released over this past year they're going to add name value to all these brands and yeah. they're going to get um, that exposure is going to help. Uh, TNA is going to get a big boost because, um, you know, some of these names are going to pop up there. Mm -hmm. um, AW, of course. But then, you know, what's MLW going to get? What's GCW going to get? Mm -hmm. And uh, you're just going to get 
more star power. Another bonus here is that they haven't. Most of these haven't been stained by the WWE um, XWWE wrestler brand. Yes, this is the last place they parked their car, but you don't look at uh, Frankie Monet as a WWE wrestler. She made her name in Mexico. She made her name in Impact. She made her name all around the world, everywhere but in WWE. Same thing for BFAB. She had two matches, which really strong. We don't really think of her as a WWE wrestler anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll see her face, and it's like, that's the last place we saw her. But she's not a WWE uh, wrestler. Jesse Cabea, the... Um, you know, we've almost forgotten what Mia Yim looks like these days. Um, so a lot of these aren't going to be seen as WWE pass-offs because they're not, uh, yeah, that's true. you know, homegrown WWE wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were brought in, they were there for a cup of coffee, and now they're gone. So they haven't had the stain of being uh, WWE rejects. And they can that's true. change up their gimmick change their look, and come out brand new somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then the other bit of news, so apparently Greg Survivor Series is happening, in case you didn't know. Uh, oh, it is? We, we wow. joked. When? Yeah, how about that? WWE didn't know either because uh, they did the least way. Well, they did. I feel like they did the most WWE way that they could, was which is announce the Survivor Series team for the men and women's elimination matches yesterday on Twitter which it is, you know, that's that's where everybody gets their news. So in a way, it's fine to do it that way, but I also understand, you know, I miss the old days when they'd be like, okay, here's the captain, and the captain might announce their teams and all that. So so we got the men's side, Greg, of Raw. It is, I'm guessing, Captain Seth Rollins because he's the first name announced. And then we have Finn Bauer, Kevin Owens, and the Mysterios, <laughs> Dominic <laughs> and Ray, which, yeah, that is team. Now, I mean, you got Seth, Kevin Owens, and Finn, though. That's a pretty strong threesome. So, and then on the Raw or on the SmackDown side, we have Captain Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, and Happy Freaking Corbin. <laughs> Wow. So, Greg, these teams are, uh, I mean, it. I mean, these are the guys that have been featured. So, it's like you're you're not throwing now. Because when we get to women's side, there's definitely a name. I'm like, really? She's in the women's side of things. And we'll get to her. But um, I feel like Sami Zayn's going to get screwed. He'll probably be the first one out because, you know, that's his gimmick. Um, but, you know... Yeah, it's probably going to come down to Seth and Drew. I mean, is there any other doubt that, you know, that's going to kind of be the, you know, maybe Finn and Drew, just so we could kind of see what that's like. But um, it does feel like the captains will be the ones, you know, like they say, going down with the ship, Greg. Is that how you're kind of perceiving this? You know, we don't have to make prediction, but just early take on it. Early take is this sucks. Holy crap. (laughs) I mean... Um, but is there yeah, names can, that you is there names you would put in instead though? I mean, I I can't you know like on the raw side, I almost feel like I need to look at the raw roster anymore to like figure out or the SmackDown. I mean, 
I don't know. Like, is there names, Greg, that you think you'd put in there instead? Uh, I'm with you. I'd see the, the roster again, but I'm I'm amazed that they couldn't find something better than um, better than than this. This five. This is the five you're going to choose to represent your brand. I mean, come on, man. I mean, uh, yes to KO. Yes to uh, Finn. Yes to. I mean, Seth. AJ. Definitely. AJ Styles is a name, but is AJ. he? I'm not trying. Edge. I, like his Edge. Edge isn't but doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, in a way, like I thought about all, I mean, if you think about Austin theory, like if they've been giving him a little shine, why not throw him in there? Uh, especially since he's just beat the Mysterios. Yeah. I mean, Lashley, I guess Lashley is a name that is surprising that he's not on there. So I guess there are names that you could, now that I'm really looking at the roster, you know, Omos. you could have thrown Omos. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put him on the team? <laughs> the biggest guy on the brand. Yeah. Um, and unless they have a title match at at the Rivalry Series, and uh, are they are they do the tag team? Maybe they do a tag team one, and it's AJ and almost in that, and like the Hurt Business or you know something like that. But um, yeah, what about the SmackDown side? Any? I mean, I'm obviously I've never been a fan of Baron Corbin. And I'm going to bring up the SmackDown side to see if there's, I mean, anybody else probably would be better than Baron, but that's a whole nother. I mean, Cesaro, I would love to see Cesaro in there, but, you know, we know where right. Cesaro's at now. Um, trying to think. So who is it? Sammy, Corbin. So we have Drew, Drew, Jeff Hardy, King Xavier, Sammy Zayn, and Baron Corbin. Good, great. Um, and you. Take two of them out and put Hit Row in there. Yeah. I mean, put Swerve put in, Swer put Top Dollar in. in. Yeah. I'm, I'd be fine with that. I was trying to, um, I was looking to, um, what about, uh, not, man. I was going to say maybe Ridge Holland. If you're throwing Aaliyah on the other side of things, why not give Ridge Holland a little shine? You know, even if he's out early on, you know, maybe he eliminates one person or, you know, just looks strong. Uh, that was a name I'm kind of wondering. I mean, Ali, that's a name I'm on the, you know, kind of Ali could have been somebody too to kind of see how you kind of handled that. Um, yeah, but anybody, I mean, if I put Madcap instead of Baron Corbin and then kind of get Madcap some run, you know, with guys like Seth and Finn and Kevin Owens. I mean, that's, you know, we've kind of seen the Kevin Owens thing with them anyway, so. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be. I might not put Nakamura in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless we're doing, we're probably doing Damian Priest versus Nakamura, if we're doing title, you know, title matches. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what I would, you know, assume. But uh, we have, like we said, I believe it's the. And what's really funny, Greg, is when I go to shows on the WWE page, once it actually clicks, uh, Crown Jewel is still on the top. So we're not even, we don't even have a Survivor Series. Mm. Um, yeah, because it literally is, you know, as you scroll, it's just Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, and then Miz and Mrs., Total Bellas, the New Day podcast, and After the Bell. <laughs> There's not even Survivor Series, like, um, you know, even really out there yet. So, yeah, we got we to gotta finally get on this. But so the women's side of things is um 
it's so it'll be Bianca Belair, obviously the captain, Rhea Ripley, you know, Raw Women's Tag or the Tag Team Championship for Women's Side, Liv Morgan, okay. Carmella, and Selena. I don't, I mean, not any complaints with that team, mm-hmm. Greg. I don't think. Do you have any? I mean, Rhea Ripley, I was kind of surprised because if you're good, well, I guess you're really, you, you really don't do tag teams for Raw and Smack, you know, for women. So, but, you know, do you throw Nikki Cross in there instead of her or Dana Brooke, maybe just to give Dana Brooke some run? But I think the Raw team is that it's pretty stacked and it's probably the women that we've been seeing. True, but, um, you know, is Nikki Ash pretty much dead already? I mean, why isn't she in the match? She takes Alina out of there and put Nikki in there. Um, I mean, that way you have the tag team champions in the match. I would have been really mad if they would have just put um, Nikki and Rhea and then Liv doesn't get in there because Liv, you know, you could tell she just wants this so bad and, you know, you should put her in there. And then we look at the Raw, or sorry, SmackDown women's side. So it's Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and then it's um, Natalia. And Aaliyah. So Aaliyah's first match probably will be the Survivor Series match, like on the main roster. That's the name, Greg. I'm like, but then again, let me, I need, I guess I need to look at the roster. Like who am I, you know, it's always, cause it's always like the all-star game, you know, when people are like, well, so-and-so got snubbed, but then they never tell you, Greg, who would they take out, you know, <laughs> to go in that place. So, um, but Aaliyah was really the surprising name. You know, I think I'd rather have seen, well, I guess we got Tegan on the other side, so she's not in there. But, uh, yeah, I was really surprised you put, um, you know, but then again, I'm looking at the women's, I guess you could have dated Naomi and maybe Naomi gets screwed. Tony Storm, Zia Lee, maybe you could have had Zia Lee's first match in there. Yeah. But, um yeah, so the women it, the women right now on this SmackDown side, Greg, is like, it's very thin. Because you got Charlotte, champion. And then I look and I see Naomi, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, Sasha Banks, Shotzi, and Tony Storm, and Zia Lee. <laughs> There's not many names. It doesn't feel like many names there. But I probably would have put Zia Lee and really let her get exposed to the, you know, to the main roster I mean, they keep saying she's coming soon. So you would think in the next couple of weeks, probably after Survivor Series, she should be on TV. Tony Storm <laughs> has been on the main roster since what, July? And two matches, I think it is. So, um, yeah, the, the Survivor Series, man, it's dead in the water, isn't it? Yeah, and this is our point behind why did you let Frankie and Mia go? Because they would be great fresh faces in this match. And you know, they're they're really losing touch with, you know, what's working, what people want to see, you know, getting new matchups and not the same thing over for the fiftieth time. And you're diluting your talent pool. Um this there's nothing about either of these matches on men's or women's side that makes me want to watch it. And especially since like we keep saying Give us some stakes, you know, give us a, a future draft pick, cash consideration, you know, something. I mean, the one year they did a trophy, I think it was, but there's no, 
you know, yes, we'll have the champions. And I, I've always fought for if NXT is the third brand of WWE, why not put, you know, we did put them in the one year they dominated. <laughs> I mean, they rolled, I think they lost, they lost what one. And that was like the pre-show match or something like that. And, you know, why not put NXT? I mean, you got a team of Champa, Braun Breaker, Kyle Riley, Johnny Gargano, and Dexter or something like that. I mean, they could probably, they could hold their own against that Raw or SmackDown team. And then Absolutely. on the women's side, you know, if you had Rhea or Raquel, um, Mandy Rose now as the current champion, uh, Dakota Kai, and then you, you know, whatever, um, trying to think, Io Shirai. And then, you Yo, know, yeah. throw whoever. So, I mean, you you got plenty of talent. And then, or why not put Champa, Roman, and Big E in a three, you know, three-way match and let Champa have some run with Roman and Big E and, you know, put the North American um, champion who is, uh, who is it? Oh, um, Carmelo Hayes. I had to really think about right. that one, didn't I, Greg? I apologize. But uh, anyways, so <laughs> that's kind of telling. But anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I'm always surprised that, I mean, I really love that year that they did NXT cause you had the NXT guys invading and girls invading. Then, you know, I think we had, uh, didn't we have AJ go down to, you know, to NXT with, um, the good brothers for like a, a short run, you know, kind of, you know, hype that yeah. up. So, um, I think that I thought, you know, they even wrestled maybe once or something, but, uh, yeah, I, I still argue that NXT should be on here with them. So, But that's our Survivor Series matches so far. Like we said, I imagine we'll get champion versus champion. It doesn't look like you. I mean, we're going to get back in Charlotte, like we said, for the 50th time. Um, I mean, but Roman and Big E, though, that's, you know, especially now that Roman's been beat down to New Day, you know, hopefully that can lead to another Bloodline New Day match somewhere down the, you know, maybe the Royal rumble or, you know, something I got, we got to figure out some way to, to get Kofi. Cause you know, like we keep saying Kofi and Xavier get beat down. It's three on two. Like who's going to come to the defense. Cause we don't know. So, um, yeah. So anything else, Greg news wise that we missed? Cause, uh, that was our 45 minutes of news talk. Cause that was a lot of news to catch up on. Is there anything I, know, I missed, we missed on that side of the, yeah, we we missed one week and the world was crazy. Uh, what's up Apparently. with that? Uh, yeah, I guess we need to talk every the, week uh, so pe- people don't lose their jobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you we got the uh, the big stuff out. So yeah. Okay. Good. Um, uh, we'll get into some raw SmackDown talk. Uh, we might just do some truncated version, Greg, just to kind of um, you know maybe get out of here. I don't have any football to watch. Uh, we'll, real quick, who your Chargers got today, Greg? Eagles, but where the is that um, a one o'clock or four o'clock game? Four o'clock with okay, a okay. feature app on CBS. So if you got Paramount yeah. Plus, you get to watch that game. Yeah, but uh, so that's how I watch them. And my uh, Colts took care of this Thursday night. Their I first that, 45 points primetime home game in about four or five years, Greg, for the Colts. <laughs> That's a wow, that's a yeah. little, that's a little bit of a stretch, isn't it? Like they've had, you know, we've had primetime games, obviously, some Sunday night games, but and then we had the Monday night that was at Baltimore, but yeah, this is our first. So that Thursday night was their first primetime home home game in about four or five years. Um, yeah, so um, 
just yeah, keep rolling. I mean, if we could have got that Titans win, though, man, that we mm-hmm. really could have been in good shape. Yeah, but because now we got the Jags next week, and then the Bills. So we got take care of business against the Jags, and then I don't know what to expect against Buffalo because we got rolled by them last year in Buffalo, and then you know Buffalo's still looking pretty good. So um, yeah, uh, let's get a quick break just to kind of get some bills paid for elite performance. And then uh, we'll come back with uh, Raw. Maybe we'll just do kind of Raw and SmackDown, Raw to one catch up on some NXT, and then get an AW. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right, let's do a quick commercial break. And then... But it's okay. I'm back. <laughs> Had to get some sanitizer. You got to keep the hands clean, baby. Don't want those Absolutely. floating around. Uh, so Raw happened and SmackDown happened. Um, Becky Lynch defeated Bianca in a really solid match to retain the Raw Women's Championship. I, You know, Greg, I know we talked about it. I was kind of thinking they might pull the trigger on the title switch just because Charlotte and Bianca, I think, is your better matchup. Um, but you know, maybe that's saving down the road for something else. So, um, we'll get, you know, Becky retaining. what do you think about the match, Craig? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, really good match. Uh, I like the match. Uh, like the fact that, uh, it was Becky, you know, still cheating to win, um, you know, playing into her heel role instead of just beating Bianca clean. And, um, you know, it keeps, Keeps the train moving forward and gives Bianca a hill to climb. So I think we'll get there, but, you know, she's going to hit those setbacks on the way up. And, um, you know, there's no reason for Becky to, you know, take that loss any sooner than she needs to. you got to take time to, you know, tell the story. So I get it. I thought they delivered on the match and, uh, you know, keep pushing the narrative. Yeah, definitely. Um, some other things. So we also had, let me scroll up where I missed it. Sorry. Um, Austin Theory defeated Rey Mysterio. You know, we're still kind of getting the Austin Theory. I, I mean, I'm I'm really liking what they're doing so far with Austin Theory. You know, a young guy, if we're all about the young people, <laughs> um, this gimmick of him, you know, taking pictures and getting selfies. Uh, he was even doing it on the tour, Greg. <laughs> the London, or the um, they did a short run in England. And uh, there's a picture of him and John Morrison. John Morrison's looking like this in the ring. So he's even doing it over there, which is, you know, kind of cool to see. Um, you know, it just a slow kind of step to see what he – like I said, that's why I think I would have loved to see him and the Survivor Series type match because it could have gave him some run. Even if he's the first mm-hmm. one out, you know, maybe he does the quick selfie gimmick and gets out right away. But 
Um, not a bad match with him and Rey Mysterio uh, to kind of get there. You know, we did have um, Dominique uh, try to, you know, slap um, uh, Austin. Sorry, <laughs> lost my train of thought there and, you know, trying to cost the match. So it still makes me wonder, Greg, you know, are we getting the Mysterio family broken? You know, the, that has to come down the road soon, ra- sooner rather than later, because, you know, we really need to see Dominic kind of see what he could do on his own away from, you know, his dad and all that. So, um, but any thoughts on Austin Theory and Rey Mysterio there, Greg? Yeah, I love uh, what they're doing with Austin. So far, you know, it looks great. And he just comes off more cunning than he does goofy um the whole selfie thing is a very millennial thing and kind of playing to that crowd i'm sure they you know they get it and mm-hmm. you know it's funny but at the same time you know he's kicking butt he's getting wins and then he takes the selfie so it's it's uh very fit for the time right now so i'm enjoying it what they're doing with him and I agree with you that he he should have a spot in the Survivor Series. So maybe, you know, somebody gets hurt, you know, hurt, and then, you know, he finds a spot. But, you know, he should or be he in can there. take out the Mysterios. Maybe he takes out Dominic and takes a spot. There you <laughs> go. You know, like kind of uh, – I wouldn't even mind if he did like Edge style at um, the uh, Elimination Chamber when Edge took out Kofi. And Edge, yeah. <laughs> Edge closed the pod, and Edge, I, I believe he ended up winning that match. So <laughs> you never know with uh, Austin Theory. But uh, uh, we also had Seth Rollins looking like Greg, like a um, a seventies carpet <laughs> or seventies style wallpaper. Like we said, man, I, if this is what he's buying, I'd love to see what he's not buying because I bet his Amazon search history or <laughs> Google you know, drip history is probably ridiculous. So um, he kind of, you know, set the, but he, um, you know, he kind of put those little um, break or uh, break down the line of um, Kevin Owens and Big E, which we would see happen later on. So not much to talk about there just because, you know, Seth out there with his little file folder <laughs> with the contract that he can, you know, use whenever he wants. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, how about Queen Zelina and Carmella defeating the tag team champions? Does that mean, Greg, we're going to see them get the tag team title sooner rather than later? Probably. Um, yeah. They're going to be spending a lot of time on on screen with Zelina doing the queen thing. So and, I think she needs something. Right. And is Carmella going to become the Kofi to – Zelina's Woods, kind of, you know, yeah. the the second, the what do you call it, the hand of the queen, I guess. Yeah. And uh, a right hand woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can see it, and then them just, you know, filling the screen with how full of themselves they are, and you know, everybody hating them, and you know, them using that, which it could be really good if they do it right. So. Um, yeah, and considering how stagnant the tag team division has been in the women's side. It's um, probably not going to hurt things. No. <laughs> so, um, What else we got? So we also had Finn Bauer defeat Chad Gable. We had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeat the Street Profits. But, of course, almost came out 
So it looks like, you know, we got to get AJ Styles back healthy, whatever, maybe just a small injury time for him or, you know, resting time for him. Uh, the But I think AJ and almost versus the Street Profits, Greg, is a, that's a match I think we need to see. And that builds up the Street Profits if they can defeat them because, you know, almost keeps interrupting their matches. So that's kind of the way we're going. Uh, would you be on board with AJ and almost versus the Street Profits? And, let the street profits overcome that. Absolutely. And I see that that's what they're doing with the street profits, you know, being up by all the time, you know, this is their hill to climb. And, um, you know, AJ and almost are ahead of them, um, you know, just based on AJ's overall talent and yeah. um, almost the size in conjunction with it. Street Profits are still up and coming and, you know, still waiting to take that next step up and, you know, you're not going to get up back and have to work to it. Yeah. And it's going to be a huge run to, to get to when they when they finally beat them. So it's working towards that. So I don't like seeing the Street Profits take so many L's, but um, as long as it's going somewhere, I can sign off on it. And you feel like that's where, I mean, and it's, probably good that almost is getting some time, you know, not necessarily in the ring, but he's getting time to shine kind of on his own, you know, because like we said, what, how's he going to look when he does have AJ, you know, AJ's his mouthpiece. I mean, big time. And he, you know, AJ can do everything, you know, kind of get him to where he needs to be. But um, eventually you would think that has to stop and we got to see what almost can do on his own. So Um, Damian priest defeated T bar in a no DQ match. Lots of uh, kendo stick shots, and you know, Damian Priest looked ripped, <laughs> looked ripped to shreds there in some parts of his body. Um, and I, that one kendo shot, I mean, the, the stick just completely disintegrated. So that was a really strong, I mean, really good match for T Bar to kind of look like what he should be. And then Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews step up to say they're in line next for the U.S. title, which is fine. You know, I think that's good to have because you have Apollo Cruz, a former IC champion. He fits in that mm-hmm. U.S. title picture. Uh, I because you know, IC title and U.S. title probably neck and neck right now. You know where they are in relevancy, relevancy. So um, yeah, I was okay with Apollo Cruz kind of showing back up and you know stepping up to Damian. Oh, not you know calling out Damian Priest. So. Uh, what about the match, though, Greg? And then if you want to tackle uh, Paul Cruz next in line for the U.S. title. Yeah, good match. I uh, enjoyed it. Um, really gave T-Bar some some shining moments. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, what I kind of expected out of him to begin with. Um, now, if they can go ahead and change this character, get rid of the whole T-Bar name and take off the stupid face paint, um, then we got something. So hopefully it's a turning point for him. And, you know, he'll realize that. And it's still not too late to do the repackage. Um, it isn't, but. You know, <laughs> take this book. I know, but it seems, is he ever? And that's what's going to be what kills him. You know, he's he's still ducking these uh, cut lists. But it's not going to happen much longer if he doesn't switch up the gimmick. And so, um, you know. Nobody's going to be buying T-Bar T-shirts. So you, you need to do something. You need to fix it. And 
you know, this is a good step in the right direction, but you need to elaborate on it. You need to make it bigger and give us something that we can buy into. It's, nobody buys in the T-bar. So, um, you know, it's good, good first step in the right direction. But, you know, it's on him to, you know, push it with the brass or whoever needs to do to, you know, get that character switch uh, up and popping. So uh, I hope he does it because he's a really talented guy. And you can tell in that match that, you know, when he gets time to in the ring, uh, yes. perform like he's capable of, you know, he can do some things. And then Apollo coming out is the next man up. Uh, great matchup. I like the idea as soon as I saw him come out. Um, Priest is showing this new dangerous side of his character. And, you know, let's see what he can do with Apollo. And then Aziz standing Aziz. at ringside, who's much bigger than he is. So, you know, you want to get this whole new, um, you know, evil Damien um, kind of thing across, you know, who better than with uh, Apollo and his giant standing around. So um, I'm curious to see how it's going to work. And I hope it does work because it's, it's got some legs and it's on him to uh, to make that work. So um, got my fingers crossed for it because it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, definitely. And then finally, Big E defeated Kevin Owens. Of course, Seth Rollins came out there, you know, doing his distraction work and laying out, you know, um, Big E. But Big E's able to overcome. Then they show the replay. Kevin Owens tries apologizing. Big E delivers the big ending anyway. Uh, Kevin Owens also challenged Seth Rollins to the match next week. So, you know, kind of we got the title scene all right there. I don't mind Kevin Owens. I hate I don't like that Kevin Owens is probably going to be the loser in all of this, but it's it's good to see him in the main event picture because, like we said, Greg, I don't know how much longer we're going to see Kevin Owens on WWE TV. So I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, I Some people ran as well with Big E stating earlier that I don't care if you're on the Mount Rushmore, which is yeah. interesting because <laughs> Kevin Owens was part of Mount Rushmore with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. So interesting little, just, you know, uh, Easter egg there. And, you know, Big E and we had the Golden Girls said by <laughs> Xavier Woods and Big E calling that out. So always fun to hear those little Easter eggs, but really good match. Like I said, I mean, I, I like that Kevin Owens is being used in this capacity, uh, even though he's probably going to come out on the losing end of all of it. And, you know, probably get relegated back down. And, I mean, yeah, I think I think he's done what he can at WWE. And he's probably ready to do something else and say, you know, but this is his dream as well. So it's one of those weird things, you know, do you just keep doing it and, you know, making the money and, you know, doing what you can? Because he's kind of done the wrestling thing. You know, like, I feel like he's, maybe he's felt like he's done all that he can outside the WWE realm and, We'll just be there to kind of help them. But, um, yeah, Kevin Owens' contract situation is the one, Greg, to really watch, uh, I believe, late this year. Early, well, not late anymore because it's December. <laughs> so, you know, early next year and all that. So um, what about the match, Greg, with Big E and Kevin Owens? Yeah, love the match. Um, and definitely uh, love the Mount Rushmore, or Mount Rushmore name drop. 
Um, I'm surprised that even got across on WWE TV. So uh, love that. I popped for that as soon as I heard it. And um, the match was great. I love how the match went. And then the ending had a couple, you know, plot holes in it. But I like how it ended in the sense that when you have a babyface champion, that the babyface champion ends up being a sucker for everything. And Big E's not having it. So when, you know, Seth, you know, gets his cheap shot in and KO, whether he took a moment to think about it or not, goes in for the pin and uh, he calls him out on it, then, you know, what happens next is on you because, you know, whether you're complicit in it or not, you know, you're still trying to beat to take my belt and then excuse it away. So I uh, love it that uh, he didn't take the nonsense and drop KO and uh, establish himself in Rollins. You know, I might be the baby face, but I'm not no punk. And, you know, you're not going to play me like that. So he's not taking any crap from anybody, whether you're a heel or a face. And, you know, he's going to drop everybody and ask every, and ask questions later. So it's kind of what I got from that whole segment. So I, I loved how it ended. There was some, like I said, plot holes, things that, okay, KO wouldn't really do that. But mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of the storyline, I'm going to pretend I didn't see or hear it. Um, so it's uh, it still could have been done better, but I'll give him a passing grade for the end of it. Because up to the like last minute of the show, it was a fantastic performance. Yeah. Um, I have to be full disclosure, Greg. I did not get to catch NXT this week because I was busy with a lot of other life stuff. So if you are okay, we'll skip over that for this week. And I will do my diligence and get back on it next week. So I apologize <laughs> in advance for being a horrible podcast host and you know not doing my homework on that. Um, so yeah, unless you are, you can have at it and give me any thoughts, uh, you had on NXT this week and, uh, I'll just smile and nod and say, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just give you a a general, general thoughts because on the whole, I'm really on the fence with NXT. I mean, this is the least fun I've had watching NXT since I started watching it. I mean, um, everything is just so cookie cutter and basic that it's killing me. Um, Corey Jade, you're a female skateboarder. Duke Hudson, you're a poker player. Uh, Gray Wall, you're a boxer. And they're just handing out these, these really basic archetypes and you know, this is what you perform. Um, you, you're a guidance counselor. Um, you know, Carmelo and Trick, you guys are going to be gangsters and thugs. Tony D'Angelo, you're the New York mob boss. And they're just playing these characters as if they opened a board game and took out a bunch of um, professions or you know, kind of like cops and robbers. You know, this is your profession. You play this. Uh, this is a criminal part. You're you're the mob boss. You take this one. And 
it it has the feel of a high school play almost. I mean, the you know you can put all the, the splashy colors on it that you want, but it's still feeling really basic and uninspired. Okay. And I know you guys are a couple um, that are going to come out of the mix, you know, looking great, like from Breaker. Um, but all these, you know, cartoons of characters, you know, aren't doing anything for me. Looking at watching NXT, it doesn't like it's doing much to pop the fans. I, you know, they have their couple that they like, but, you know, overall, it's still really, really weak, especially putting in comparison to what the black and gold brand was delivering, where um, everybody who came out was a star and they were a star in their own right. They weren't playing, you know, these basic characters uh, like Bailey. When she came out, she was a star, and you knew why. She didn't look like the others. She had her own character. She had her own flair, and everybody was down with it. When Enzo and Cass came out, they weren't playing these characters. You couldn't put them in a box. But when they came out, they were special, and you knew about it. They did their, you know, he's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. And it was great, and and we we bought onto it, and we loved it. Put in Finn Balor, put in Asuka, the whole, um, you know, the whole black and gold brand up to, you know, when they decide to switch it over, you can tell there's a huge, huge difference, and it's horrible. It's been horrible. Um, You know, props to Champa for trying to, you know, keep the um, boat afloat, Gargano, and all the old heads that are still in there. And there's not many of them left. And we know why, we get why, but um, NXT is is dying a slow death. And I don't see it getting any better. Um, Even with Tommaso at the the top, you know, fending off the new guys, it's it's still almost depressing to watch now. At least for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it's, it's getting harder and harder to watch, and I'm trying I'm sure to. Where Samoa Joe is, <laughs> like Samoa yeah, Joe I'm, gets. I don't know if he's is he is he gone? Has he been released? So, um, we haven't heard I'm anything on his end other than you know he dropped the title, and then uh, I guess it was medical related. But um, I thought he was all good to go. That's why he came back. So yeah, I feel bad for him, and you know. I'm sure he'll he because he's a viable source probably behind the scenes, but you know I, I'm maybe he's I'm sure he's got miles left on his body as well, um, so you know Samoa Joe somebody I'd like you know would that give some fire back or somebody brought up uh, what about William Regal, you know because we don't have any more figurehead, and William Regal right. always was kind of nice to, you know give us reason why these guys are yeah you know, why is this match happening. You know, even if he wasn't always, you know, announcing matches, he could go to his office and then, you know, set up why things were happening there. So, um, yeah, I I just, yeah, I just kind of missed it this week, Greg. And I mean, like you said, is it one of those things Mm -hmm. I just missed it because I wasn't even thinking about it. And then I just never got a chance to catch up because it's kind of like out of mind, out of sight or, you know, like once it moves on, it moves on. So. 
Um, and I was even looking at the results, and I'm like, they, it seemed like they had all just random squash matches. You know, you had Robert Stone get defeated, I saw, which I'm surprised yep. he wasn't a name, Greg, on the list of cuts. You know, Robert Stone, because <laughs> um, what, you know, you've already, I think you've already got rid of his, you've pretty much got rid of all of his groups. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what is, what, what is there left for him to do there? But, uh, yeah, so. Oh, that was our NXT report. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we'll get into SmackDown talk. Um, the big thing there, you know, we're still running the Naomi, Shayna Baszler, um, uh, Sonya Deville stuff where Shayna Baszler defeats Naomi because Naomi def- uh, tri- or, uh, used the ropes when she shouldn't have. And Sonya Deville being the, you know, Good GM, she or you know, good figurehead, she is. Greg had to come out and call that out because <laughs> that's you know we've never we never call out stuff when it's illegal. But anyway, so Shayna Baszler just makes her tap out because if Naomi would have beat Sonya or beat Shayna Baszler this time, Sonya would entertain a match. So we're still running that storyline. You know, we'll kind of see if it's still going. Um, how about the new tag team name of? Los Lotharios, Greg, defeating Cesaro and Mansoor. Uh, Cesaro is now relegated to, hey, there's a guy that needs a tag team partner, or hey, we need you, Cesaro. So <laughs> what a run for Cesaro. And, you know, we, we poured out the 40s, which is now turned into the Mississippi <laughs> River, yeah. which is now flowing into the Gulf of Mexico, Greg. I mean, it's it might as well be into the you know, Atlantic <sighs> Ocean pretty soon. And, uh, it wouldn't be surprising me if we see Cesaro back across the sea sooner rather than later, you know, going back to Swiss. Well, I'm guessing his life is here now, but, you know, like, uh, that's another name that I'll be curious to see what happens when his um, contract situation, you know, comes to a head. What does he end up doing? So, um, yeah. So, we'll, uh, we had Los Lotharios um, defeating uh Cesaro and Mansoor Greg any thoughts on that yeah it was it was what it was getting the uh Los Lotarios over um and we get it they're Mexican playboys and they're pretty and uh you know they're going to be full of themselves and you know checking their hair in the middle of a match stuff like that mm-hmm. you know we get it but calling them pretty much the Lotharios is pretty basic and simple. Um, and, you know, you can't put Lowe's in front of it and think, it, think you're doing the, Spanish. doing him a favor. Yeah. <laughs> like Lowe's, Lowe's Bull. Right. El He. So, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I would, so it's a terrible name, but, you know, I like the team. And, you know, they work well together. They look good. And, um, you know, they're not to the point of challenging for the belts yet. But at least you have a legitimate team in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that NBA time, like, yes, do I love the crossover idea? Yes, Greg. But when you're like, Los Bulls, I'm like, (laughs) come on, like, just give it Toros or, you know, L Spurs, like. You know, right, whatever. but anyways, so um, how about Drew McIntyre defeating Ricochet? Really solid match there. 
Um, now we have Ali possibly trying to get back with Ricochet. I think we already tried to go down that road before. But this time, Greg, does Ricochet bite the bullet and actually follow Ali? Because I think Ricochet needs to do that. I think Ricochet needs something um, to kind of get him, you know, another edge, as it were. So um, do you think Ali uses his mind tricks on uh, Ricochet and Ricochet has to fall in his footsteps? Yeah, my heart hurts for Ricochet because I love that dude so much. Prince Puma? And Absolutely. <laughs> and since he, since he came up from NXT, he's been destroyed. He, uh, you know, he had a quick five minutes of fame with uh, Alicia Black when they were the champs, and they uh, looked good upon coming out of NXT. Um, but ever since then, he's been buried. You know, they, they had a couple moments where they kind of, you know, he's like a real-life Spider-Man, and they were doing that kind of gimmick with him. But, um, you know, he's just been a member of the job squad. And I want better for him. Um, so come out and challenging Drew, and I liked it. You know, was there any doubt that he was going to lose? No. But, uh, you know, he's capable of so much more if they just give him some run. You know, even, you know, hearing him, you know, do his little talk on the way to the, to the ring to challenge Drew, you know, guys good on the mic. You know, give him some air time. And um, hopefully this thing with with uh, not Mansoor but Ali, Ali. You know, <laughs> turns into a good rivalry. You know, and we they try to do the same thing on Raw, and you know it crashed and burned, and now they're trying to do it on SmackDown. And at least in the backstage promo or the backstage segment, you know, uh, Ricochet recognize it and is like no i'm not joining you because basically you're a jerk and mm-hmm. so he's you know not going to be fooled again hopefully is what he's saying and then you know if this leads to a good rivalry with ali trying to do his little mind tricks you know we get some great matches out of it um that's what i'm signed up for i can see them doing a a stipulation type of thing where if Ricochet loses, then he, he has, has to, to join on with Ali or something like that. I'm but, fine with that, yeah. Yeah, so if you do an angle like that, I, I'll watch it and you know, kind of keep my fingers crossed that you know the hero comes out in the end because I, I want better for Ricochet. And you think with them him being drafted that they have something in mind for him so uh that's the only reason i'm holding out some optimism for him mm-hmm. uh also we saw the viking raiders defeat happy corbin and mad cap moss via count out this was of course after happy talk um and all that so but let's get into it the last match greg king was defeated jimmy Uso. i really love the backstage segment when roman was just sitting there saying how many more of your problems do I have to clean up? And we all kind of assume Roman was going to come out there at the end of the match. He does come out there, takes out, you know, Woods. And with um, Kofi watching, you know, we've gone that route before. So, um, you know, and taking out Kofi, 
with the uh what was it the leg uh, that they went to the back of the leg a few times so like we said you know mm-hmm. what what's going to be the evening up i mean it probably has to be big e uh for <laughs> new day because there's nobody else but uh so great good match between king woods and jamie Uso. then the aftermath was uh pretty darn good too just kind of playing all that up as you know as it was so uh what do you think about the end of smackdown there and then we'll get into some aw talk uh, it was a good ending. Um, it's you know what we expected, and both that uh, Woods won, and then Roman ruins the uh, bending of the knee, mm-hmm. as you know we expected. You know, comes out of the crowd and uh, blindsides Woods, and you know makes him watch as they uh, destroy Kofi, and which I think is the same thing that happened when Kofi was champ, and they. Um, and Woods was taken out, I believe. So, kind of reversing the roles. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, you know, asked the question: Who's go- how are they going to put E into the mix? And if not E, who? Um, and all I'm thinking is, you know, Survivor Series that they got to find a way to put the New Day against the Bloodline. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. Figure it's going to have to do. They got to do Champ versus Champ. Um, but how can they fit it in so that the you know usos and uh the new day are in- included which i mean do you give uh, maybe the new day tag team tiles before then uh you could and then just unify them oh wait no because they're on the never mind they're on the same brand oh, oh yeah true <laughs> never mind i mean um, at this rate i don't know how the you know they kind of I don't know how they'll do it, but I guess that's why we'll have to wait and see. Because, uh, like you said, I feel like they got to do that somehow, because it's all leading to that. And right. if Survivor Series is about Raw, like we've already got the Raw versus SmackDown stuff anyway, maybe we just have this as a side side piece, side dish, as it were. If we have our turkey, <laughs> here's my Thanksgiving. I'm I'm just going off the top of my head, Greg. Here's our Here's our turkey, even though, you know, it might not be the best turkey, but we got to have the rolls and the yams and the um, whatever people eat, corn. <laughs> you got to have your side pieces. So, <laughs> um, I, I was really, I was, I, I need that. Uh, have you ever seen the woman where she's like grains and potatoes, mashed potatoes? She's like doing a, um, a, a, a gospel of all the sides that um, people have at Thanksgiving. It's so fun. But anyways, so yes. Um, New Day Bloodline needs to be at Survivor Series, whatever way you could do it. I mean, right? Maybe big, maybe it just happens then at the event because we're probably going to book Survivor Series <laughs> the day of anyway, Craig. So why not just have it happen right. at the event? So um, they can always switch up the rules. It's WWE; they can do what they want. You know, yeah, you can write in. Maybe Roman can demand maybe, it, maybe or E pick, can demand maybe you it. Pick a t- partners. And, you know, to go right. against the bloodline or something like that. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's do one more. We'll do another commercial break for Sean Nugent. And then we'll get to our AW talk and uh, wrap up shop after that. So, um, yeah, because we just had so much news. We're just running through the shows right now. So, a little realty talk real quick for Sean Nugent. And then uh, we'll get AW talk. 
What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty. So finally, some AW talk. Um, Dynamite-wise, we had Kenny Omega defeat Allen Angels. Really, you know, kind of short match, but this is uh, harking back to, what, to 18 months ago when – Allen Angels was kicking out of V-Triggers and the internet was going crazy that he shouldn't be doing that. Whatever. <laughs> like, anyway, so it did look like Allen Angels might get the upset, um, but it did not come to be. And we also had Hangman Page make up his, um, make make his save for Allen Angels. Also, uh, Greg, just a side note, I will be live at AW Dynamite this Wednesday where they're doing a hey. contract signing. For hung hangman page and Kenny Omega and I all we all love contract signing Craig. Nothing ever oh, goes yeah. wrong here. So I'll be interested to see how that all plays out. But anyway, so um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the first wrestling event back, and then I got Raw the 15th. So two wrestling events kind of back to back for me, Greg. Um, kind of a good couple weeks there. So uh, but what do you think about the first match, Omega defeating Allen Angels in this match? Um, it was a good match. Um, I'd forgotten about the whole you know match that was so long ago, but you know they really taught the guy up, Angels, and uh, why he's such a big deal. Which is you know what WWE should be doing. You know you have these lesser known talents. You know talk them up. You know they're in the guy in there with the guy who's is the guy. So we don't need to sell him anymore. We, you know, give some shine to the other guy, especially if he's somebody you want to make as a you know big deal down the road. And they did a really great job with with Angels. It was a good match, um, and you know he kicked he kicked out of another B trigger just for the fun of it, and you know end up taking three B three B triggers before um, he took the L, but. It was a solid match. There was a moment where um, I don't know if it was a sunset flip or uh, some type of roll up that it looked like he was going to get the uh, surprise win, and uh, he got out the last second. But uh, it had me entertained, had me watching, and um, you know it got me invested. So um, good match, but you know it's kind of what you expected out of the, at the end with uh, Kenny winning. Yep. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else? We also had, um, you know, CM Punk addressing Kenny or, uh, sorry, Eddie Kingston, which will bleed over to Friday night rampage. Greg really. Wow. I just, that's all I saw people talking about <laughs> from rampage was the Eddie Kingston CM Punk segment. I mean, that was really, that felt as about as real as you could get in a long time. And, you know, just addressing everything in the elephants in the room. And how about that little headbutt by Punk? You know, we don't usually see the old punch, but the headbutt is just, when the headbutt's done right, it's like Drew McIntyre. Like, his headbutt just looks efficient. So, uh, 
And, you know, some people, Greg, are arguing for Kingston to go over. And, you know, we'll give predictions, uh, well, next week, because full gears next week. I kind of, I you could go either way on this match. <laughs> I mean, you know, I almost feel like we don't, we shouldn't get a winner because both guys, you know, Punk needs to just keep his momentum going. But I'm having a hard time remembering when Kingston's won anything, Greg. <laughs> so it's that weird, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. does Kingston need a, but he probably needs a little bit more. So, um, but that promo was vicious between the two. And, you know, like we said, a lot of real talk, you know, between the two in it. So, um, how, we're looking forward to, you know, here, this just happened in the past couple of weeks too, Greg. That's what's crazy. You know, it's like two weeks of build or, you know, three weeks of build. And we're, I'm already anticipating this match, you know, really high up on the list of things. So uh, what do you think about the stuff? You know, I know it kind of bled over Rampage, but what do you think about the stuff with um, Eddie Kingston and um, oh, CM Punk? Sorry, I'll Punk, put my yeah. phone away now. There we go. <laughs> Brain freeze. Oh man, this was awesome. I mean, if if a promo ever deserved a "this is awesome" chat, that's the one. Because, like you said, it felt so real, um, and and you, it's one of those where you know they're they're speaking in character, but you know some of the real life or backstage stuff is coming out in the forefront and they're just speaking it and you know you know not all that i know it's not they don't write promos for them anyway but that just felt real to the nth degree i mean if you were to see two guys beefing with each other um on the street that's what it would sound like um you know they knew each other they worked together but they really don't like each other they have faced off with each other that's the kind of thing you'd hear. And that was, you know, but it drew you in and it made made you feel like this is like the most real thing I've seen in such a long time. And it was gold. It was my favorite part of the whole show. And, uh, you know, you could feel the heat coming through the screen, the animosity between these two. So, yeah, you definitely want to see what the match is going to look like. Uh, it's going to go down. Um I agree with you. I think Kingston needs to go over on this one because Punk's a made guy. He's he can take ten L's and he'll be fine. But um, Kingston, you know, for this first match, I think it would be better that uh, you know he goes over and that way he can rub Punk's face in it and you know you Punk maybe can do a trilogy like a threesome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, and you know. Kingston, you know, he's the street fighter. You know, he's not afraid to play dirty, and he prefers it dirty, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, he you know, cheats to win, you know, gouges the eyes, pulls the trunks, do does whatever he has to do, and, you know, scores a cheap win, but he scores a win. So I can definitely see something like that happening. I can definitely see Punk winning. Um, and maybe see Kingston's not going to be that guy to give him his first L, but it makes the story intriguing because they can go either way on it. But man, does that promo, I thought after seeing the, uh, the hangman, you know, cowboy stuff promo yeah. Yeah. was the, 
was five stars. This was seven stars. This was even better than that. So uh, props to them on, you know, this is what happens when you let the wrestlers take, take, you know, business into their own hands and do their own work. It comes out more real, comes out more authentic. And instead of just sitting with a script with bullet points that, you know, they have to talk about everything up and I'll see you on December 13th at five o'clock in New York. You know, this, that's, that's what you get when you let the guys, you know, take control of, of their craft. Just amazing. And of course they got the real history behind it. You know, that probably makes it easier. Like people always say they love wrestling their best friends, like the best, you know, like Shawn Michaels always said he loved Triple H wrestling him because he knew like where he could push the buttons and you could go for the, the jugular as it were. So, um, yeah. And it, and of course, Kingston's a guy that never went, you know, until now he's in the mainstream, but you know, Punk made his way to WWE and made it big, you know, there. Well, Kingston never got that rub. <laughs> you know, he never, and never, who knows? He probably never wanted to, um, you know, but um, yeah. So um, yeah, how that's about the thing the, uh, too, is that you saw him uh, when we first saw him, he came out, you know, he's one of the uh, guys who was challenging Moxley, you know, during the MT Arena era. And first time I saw him, it's like, okay, he's going to be another one-off guy. He's going to end. He's going to have one match. He's going to get beat. He's going to disappear. But this guy came in, and as soon as he comes out, you know, that first delib- um, promo he delivers, you know, you can tell you had something different with this guy than everybody else in the locker room. The way he talks, the way he moves, the way he wrestles, it was different, and it was real. And you can tell that com- coming from him. That's why he's got such a huge fan base now because, you know, he's unlike anybody else on the roster. And that's refreshing. It, it makes us want to support him even more. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, that's hard to believe. Yeah, that was the um, the Cody Rhodes open challenge, remember? That was Cody Rhodes' TNT open challenge when that's what it is. first showed up because then he went to wrestle then moxley was the next kind of feud because they had so much history but yeah it was that first mm-hmm. and even i did i had no idea who he was now people on twitter were going crazy because <laughs> you know a lot of people keep in touch with that but i was like oh okay this guy and even i thought oh it's one off you know because like we said kind of sometimes guys came in and out but uh yeah i mean he's He's definitely earned his keep, as I say, on the roster. So, um, yeah. we also saw the um, the AA the AAA Tag Team Championship. So we saw Samurai De Soul and Aerostar. So Samurai De Soul was Kalisto, formerly in WWE, um, make his AW debut. You know, and it's just kind of funny to think that this is FTR doing these whole you know lucha libre matches when there are no flips, just fists type guys. So. Not a bad match, you know, nothing really outstanding. They had the interference that kept, kept them the win. And, you know, I'm going to imagine now I am looking forward to the Lucha Bros versus FTR. You know, I believe that would be for the AEW Tag Team Championship, correct? Right. So that's going to be, you know, full gear. You know, you wonder if you'll just do – well, I don't – I do wonder who will take off those titles, you know, to – you know, do Lucha Bros eventually get the AAA tag team titles back? Does this team of Aerostar and Samurai De Soul get it? 
But uh, you imagine FTR will probably lose it sooner rather than later. And I got to say, I love the Living Legend t-shirt of FTR now. It has like that 70s flair disco looking era to it, you know, almost like an old school shirt. So that was kind of cool to see. But uh, Greg, any thoughts on FTR's current uh, AAA tag team run, <laughs> as it were? Yeah, um, I get why they're doing it. And it it makes sense that... Uh, you know, they're picking fun at the Lucha Libre culture, saying they're the best luchadors ever. And, you know, wrestling luchadors. Um, and take notes, WWE, when you are going to use, you know, the Mexican heritage in a name. You know, Samurai Del Sol is a good example of, of the way to, you know, give them a name that has some you know, have some respect on it. Yeah. Um, love that name, especially for, you know, for Caliso. I didn't know mm-hmm. that's was Caliso. And mm-hmm. shout out to Tubi. Go watch Loser Underground because you will see Aerostar matches there. So I was very, I popped when I saw Aerostar come up. Um, because, you know, if you watch Lucha Underground, you see Aerostar as the boss and uh, he can fly with the best of them. This was a really good match. Um, and I can see, um, you know, they weren't going to beat FTR, but, you know, they gave them some trouble and, you know, it's going to push the story further, uh, as it, in the build up to full gear and the, the uh, match with the Lucha door with the Lucha bros. And, uh, I think it's going to end up with, uh, with Lucha bros winning, but as far as the AAA uh, belts, either taking those back or maybe having a condition where it's title versus title, when, you know, yeah. kind of winning it all would be a better better thing because I didn't like it that, uh, you know, they just lost their AAA belts and now they're offering up their... Yeah, AEW uh, belts. AEW belts without, like, without okay. provocation. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, we'll put our line, our belts on the line against yours is how it should have been. But um, either way you get it, I'll still take this match because it's going to be a banger. All right, Greg. Do we have to talk about America's top team anymore? I'm so, <laughs> I'm just so over them. Like I, it's and it's like we said, it's not even the good heat. It's the literally like I'm ready to do something. Like I want to fast forward. And I can't do that on live TV. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so <laughs> all the predictions came true, Greg. Uh, you're, um, I think you did say um, Dos Santos um, and Ar- Arlovsky. Ar- is that how you say Arlovsky, right? Arlovsky, yeah. And of course, men of the year. And of course, I kept saying, oh, just put Paige in there. And she wanted to go in there, Greg. And I was like, go just do it, do it, do it. But of course, we knew Jericho would pick. <laughs> Mr. Lambert, Lambert, who is probably going to pick up the win, and we'll probably have to still see more of this whole. I mean, I hope they just end it there. I mean, is that isn't that what you want to, Greg? I mean, are you? Would you? What? What? Are they, I don't even know where to go with this, but like, if Lambert <laughs> wins, we still have to keep seeing it, right? Like, if he's the if he pins Jericho, we still got to keep seeing something of this. So, yeah, right. I think we just need to end it at full gear. And yeah, 
men of the year can keep being men of the year and America's top team can go back and do UFC stuff. Cause I just don't know what this, like, what is the big picture for this? You know, is it trying to get UFC eyeballs on it? Like, you know, UFC fans, cause I feel like you probably got some crossover already. And there's, I feel like they're not promoting any UFC events. You know, they're not saying, or maybe I missed it. They're not saying, Oh, so-and-so has an event. You should go check. You know, it's like, what is the, I don't get what the end game here is. If that, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I think this is where it ends. That um, full gear is where we blow off this whole rivalry. Um, um, ATT has been getting the upper hand on almost every show um, for probably a couple months now. And I think it's for two purposes. One, getting the inner circle back together and two, just getting um, the men of the year and then go against, you know, some top guys, um, you know, because, you know, Darby and Sting is a start, but, you know, you need somewhere to go, you know, farther up the ladder and the inner circle is farther up the ladder. So this gets them into a more higher profile rivalry. And with this whole five on five thing, you know, is is putting the inner circle bit together, but it's not doing anything as far as any crossover with the UFC because Dan Arlovsky or um, Dan Arlovsky. Dan Lambert. Yeah. Okay. Andre Alarski is hasn't been a UFC wrestler for a while. Junior Dos Santos has not been a UFC wrestler for a while. Junior Dos Santos is about to have his first match as a boxer. He's about to go into boxing. Um so he's not trying to, you know, make it as a wrestler or transition into the wrestling world. Neither is Alarski. Um so I think this was an angle just to get the minute of the year um, some more shine. You know, it was a very obtuse way to do it. But um, do they have any more shine though? Eh. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, program- like if you look at it, like as <laughs> this, it hasn't. I don't think it's elevated their stock at all. If anything, I hate saying it, Greg. Like it's downgraded them. Well, it's trying to put them into... Uh, I guess it depends on where we go next. I'll give you that. How about that? I'll add that little asterisk. It's always the... Right. Where do you go? But right now, if you said men of the year, I'd be like, huh? Like, <laughs> right. And I get they need... But they also need a backup to go get the inner circle. In a way. Yeah. So it's like... Right. Because they can't change... They can't challenge the inner circle by themselves. So yeah. you need those guys. And, but then you know, again, you, bring you don't in. have three other guys. I guess you don't have three AW wrestlers you could have put them with. You know, even if it's a maybe like a pinnacle payoff, like um, Andrade's doing. You know, he's paying yeah. off FTR. Like, do something. I don't know. That's on like, I just feel like it hasn't. And of course, they got to keep, they got to let it ride out now because you're this far into it, you know. And I guess they love that the heel heat that Dan Lambert has. 
You know, like right. I said, it's heat, but it, to me, it's more the, I want to, you know, I, I'm like on my phone or I want to do something else. And that is that good heat though. No, it's, it's not. Um, I love Dan Lambert playing the old role of the, uh, the old territory heel manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminded me of those handful of matches with the four horsemen where JJ Dillon was is the fifth person to be in the ring because JJ was always the guy you wanted to punch because he's always interfering and, um, but nobody could touch it because he's got, you know, the horsemen around him. So you have those handful of matches where he was actually in the ring. Um, I believe there may have been a war games where he was in the match. Um, so it's kind of one of those kind of payoffs with, with Lambert, having him involved in the match. And I think it's going to end with him running into a Judas effect. And, you know, that's going to be the end of the story. And that'll be the last we see of, you know, America's top team. So unless we do I a think- one and I'm starting to think now, Greg, we might just do the one-on-one with Lambert and Jericho. Like maybe they do a next, you know, that's the final payoff. I just, I, and I also think it feels like, does it, maybe just me, Jericho's trying really hard to get some of these jokes over and they're just not landing. You know what? Like the, you know, and I don't know if it's the, you know, like back in this, I feel like he's trying to go back to the Stephanie McMahon. Well, you know, like, and you know, in these days, you know, I don't think those fly as well. You know what it like with the, you know, I, you know, I hate bringing real life stuff into it, Greg, but you know, we, I don't think we have that view. I mean, we should have never had those view of women anyway, let's face it. But back in early two thousands, it was a whole nother ball game. You could get, you know, it could be kind of punny and call her a, you know, hoe bag and whatever he'd say. And, you know, oh, you had this many people, you know, you're 25. That's how many people you had last week. Like those jokes don't fly as well now, I think, Greg, as they did back then. And that's probably why it's like, it feels like he's just trying too hard with them. And like the crowd is even reacting to them because I think they are thinking, well, this is, you know, this is Jericho of, you know, we keep, because we always expect Jericho to evolve. And he has, obviously, mm-hmm. but now he's almost revisiting that, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to dig on the woman gimmick and, you know, see if that could work. And it's, I don't think it's landing as well. Yeah, that's it. But, so you can't call it uh, Dan Lambert a skanky, brutal, disgusting, bottom-feeding draft bag hole? Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean we, and if, we and love and that. People be like, oh! Like, yeah, that just, yeah. I, I mean, know. if he used those words, I think it may have gotten over better than calling him, you know, fat face, you know, whatever he said, the other lame word that he's yeah. using. Yeah, it, it falls flat, it's, it's pretty lame. Um, so. but so yeah, I, I think this is where it, where it ends just because now the inner circle is back together as a five piece, and you know, you get in minute of the year a run against you know some bigger guys mm-hmm. uh, stature wise and you know you're giving Dan Lamb or you created a new character with Dan Lambert you could maybe use later uh, mm-hmm. and this time when a pro wrestler comes out that has 
you know, some martial arts expertise. You can always yeah. bill him as being a member of American Top Team, and boom, he's instantly injured because of the familiarity that you have with Dan Lambert. But this would be the perfect time to have him run into an elbow and be off TV for the um, indiscriminate amount of time. Or forever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that too. I mean, one more note. I might still pull out the does Jake Hager maybe turn on Inner Circle because has Inner Circle as a whole, you know, it's like the Shield. They reunited what they did, and then they were done for good. So, you know, because you got Sammy Guevara as the champion of TNT, TNT champion. You probably, like, you know, I keep saying – Proud and powerful probably need to be your next tag team champions. And then you could have Jericho still do his own thing. So maybe Hager could be that, you know, new piece with men of the year and kind of run with them and give that something different. But uh, if they end it, they end it. I won't be mad, Greg, but part of me thinks it doesn't end here. <laughs> it does, I, I just feel like I feel like their end game is Jericho and Lambert one-on-one, like on a dynamite. And kind of give some big, you know, and then he has to leave or whatever. So as much as I don't want to see that, but um, Jamie mm-hmm. Hayter moved on into the TBS championship, Greg, I, you know, just a good win for her to pick over, you know, Anna J Darby Allen and MJF kind of went at it. I like Greg with that, that they're pushing the wrestling aspect of this. Cause then that still leaves a, you know, no DQ coffin match, something down the road, but um, mm-hmm. any thoughts on MJF and Darby Allen there, Greg? For you, I'm loving the promos that are going on between these two. Uh, MJF is his usual, you know, magic mic on the mic. Um, I love hearing him, his promos, he's just so full of himself. And but the promos are so good, you can't not, you know, listen to him and hear who he's, you know, cutting on this week. Um, so the, the guy's doing awesome work and, you know, it's, it's going to be a showdown when these, when these two are in the ring. So, um, you know, can't hate on it. It's, it's going to be great when it does happen, but, and they're doing a great job of promoting it. Yep. And then finally, Cody Rhodes and Drade and Idolo. This is Malachi Black was barred from ringside, but... FTR was under the ring the whole time, Greg. I always laugh when people are under ring because, man, it had to suck just to kind of be stuck there, you know, until your moment. Like, you know, like, like, um, I always, I still think back to Sting being the statue for Seth Rollins and he just started having the, the face paint melting because he was just sweating under that, that curtain that they had forever. <laughs> like, you know, but anyway, so, um, FTR gets paid off by, um, Andrade to kind of be the, you know, the hitman as it were. And uh, Andrade picks up the win. I, you know, a good win. Cause like we said with Andrade, Greg, he's gotten little, you know, he's got a win here, but now this feels like something that can move him up to the next step. And it still keeps it open because FTR was involved with this. So um, yeah, good match to kind of end dynamite. And then we'll get into the couple matches from, Rampage and a wrap up shop. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I love the way this ended. And, you know, again, 
just huge difference between what we're seeing on AEW compared to WWE. You know, I just got to give AEW shout out for everything they're doing. They're, they're getting a huge pass from me as it is um, when you look at it from the fact that they're two years old and for probably about 18 months of their two years in existence, they haven't even been able to perform in front of crowds. So uh, they've gotten a huge pass from me just due to the fact that, you know, these guys and girls are so, you know, new to the game, building up a brand uh, and doing such an amazing job of it. You know, collectively, it's the best thing I've seen since, you know, the old NWA. And uh, they're definitely on the way up. I think a year from now, they're going to top WWE and all the, all the demos. And, you know, we're going to have another, you know, Monday Night War situation going on with uh, WWE eventually losing the battle. So, you know, just when they... If any of the uh, AEWs are watching, should be, tell your friends. But uh, props to all of them for, you know, everything they're doing and give us something, you know, some, you know, it's a, uh, it's not the same menu, but it's a better dish, you know, to eat on a weekly basis. So, you know, props to all of them. Yeah. And um, some stuff on Rampage. So we had Anthony Bowens lose to Daniel Bryan. He hits the LaBelle lock. Um, we had, um, what's the other guy in the acclaim that got suspended for the short time? He oh, brought up Matt John Laurinaitis. Yeah, he brought up John Laurinaitis' name. Because what he say? I'm going to drop you quicker than your father-in-law drops careers or something like that. So we had that little play. And even Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson in the corner, like, he couldn't help but just laugh at it because, you know, I don't think he cares anyway. So, um, and then the other match I think to talk about, of course, was uh, Red Velvet moving on, Greg, against the Bunny. Kind of a, that's probably an upset, right? I mean, I, I think we all thought the Bunny should be moving on and Red yeah. Velvet picks up a win. And I don't think she's, you know, this, like we've said, I think this is probably Jade's, <laughs> Jade's title to lose in a way or, you know, our Thunder Rosa, you know, one of the higher ups, but uh, Red Velvet picks up a win and you know moves on in the the match. But uh, you can have both matches, Greg, and then uh, we'll uh, kind of finish up the weekend there. Yeah, um, good match between Danielson and Bowens. Um, again, you know, letting the you know the new guy you know have some limelight before you know he takes the loss. Being in there, Danielson is only going to do do him good. Yeah. And uh, this was a very good match, so I was impressed with it. And you know, both of the acclaim, you know, they're doing their job as being, you know, the dirty heels and, um, you know, playing the characters to the teeth. You know, they they believe in what they're doing, and you can tell. Um, so great job by them. And I think if I look at the bracket a little closer, you could have seen that putting Black Velvet into another matchup with Jade made sense. Um, you know, Jade is Red Velvet's heel to climb. She's already taken a couple losses to Red or to uh, Jade 
Yeah. And she's, you can tell she's one of the one of the girls that they want to elevate. But you know, there's going to be that those bumps in the They're road. She's going to have to, yeah, right. And she's going to be one of those that she's going to, you know, keep losing, keep losing to her until she doesn't. And then that's when you're going to know she's arrived. So yes. I think that's what we're doing with this is that we're laying the groundwork of, you know, this is the girl that she can't beat. She gets wins after wins, stacks wins, and then she runs into Jade and she loses. And stacks wins and runs into Jade and she loses. So uh, it's good long-term storytelling. And I think, you know, down the road a bit, you know, we're going to have she'll another rematch it. and she'll overcome it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm going to take it easy today because I had my big old party last night. Uh, really good little birthday event for myself because tomorrow Our is big my day for Greg. Yeah, I know, right? Hey. I don't feel it yet. People joke, they're like, you're going to wake up tomorrow and your back's going to kill you or something like that. <laughs> but uh, so um, I got a, I got a, made a hoodie for myself, Greg, that says thumbs up for 40 with a big old fat picture of myself on there giving a thumbs up. So I can't wait to rock that out tomorrow at school. And that's the thing too. People are like, Oh, you're going to take your birthday off. I was like, hell no, I'm not taking my birthday off. I want every single person to wish me happy birthday. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyways, that's right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of fun, but uh, just got the birthday. And then well, I, even though I got my party last night, just do the old family dinner tomorrow night and uh, settle in for raw. And then, like I said, got AW here in town. Trying to see who might do a uh, the little meet and greet beforehand, Greg, and see if I'm in. Uh, last time I met Hangman Page, so that was really awesome. I can't remember oh, what I told him, but it was kind of funny what I told him, you know. But anyways, um, it's always weird when you meet somebody because you always have two or three things in your head that you want to say, and then yep. you sometimes get up there and you're like, "Hey, like thanks for coming," <laughs> you know. But anyways, so. Um, yeah, I don't know if you get that way too. I, I get that way though, with you know, you should be starstruck because you know, yeah. these guys are like us, you know, these people are like us, but at the same time, they're at a higher level than us, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like when it. people, it's when kids see me and you know, outside of school, they're like, they just look at me like they have no idea who I am, so right, that's because I'm, I'm a rock star, so anyway. <laughs> well, we, we, when we kids, we think the teachers live in the school, so. When we see him outside the school. Do you know how many times I've been asked that, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I live here. I just get a little sleeping bag. So, um, but last night was really fun. So my friends all have kids under like the age of 12. And uh, so they all sat up front, Greg, for my band to play. And man, it was, it was really fun to see them reacting to me play because I, I bring that rock star essence to myself. You know, of I really get into it. So I think they were kind of like, wow, he's uh, he's kind of different. So um, everyone had earplugs because uh, it was loud. <laughs> and there was another event happening in the gym. So we joked, like, who's going to drown out each other? But uh, it was a lot more <laughs> livelier event, I will say, in the gym, Greg, if you catch my drift. Um, and uh, the, the Catholic churches know how to lay their beers down, as it were. So. Um, yeah, there was huh. a couple people. We had to put up signs saying, you know, private party, private event, because we just had people looking in like this, you know, the whole drunken stupor. And I'm like, 
you can come in, but I don't want your drunk ass in here. But anyway, so um, <laughs> that was kind of funny to see. So anyways, happy birthday to me tomorrow. Yay. Hey, happy birthday, big 4 I can't wait till and full this- gear next week. Yes, yeah, the big 4 Um, I'm not caught up to you, though, Greg. Uh, you got a while to catch up to me, buddy. I'm, I'm a touchdown so, ahead of you, and I will always be. ahead of me. I'm not going for the two-point conversion yet. So, um, Anyway, so, yeah, thank you for the birthday wishes. And uh, it was a really good night last night. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to have my, my new ink. And I will go get revved up tattoos the next time I go, um, as that is. So I, 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 haven't just, I want to do another wrestling one, Greg, and I'm not – like, I wish I could find a good silhouette of the super kick because I think that would be kind of cool to do, but it's hard to find one. So I might just ask, you know, I might just send a picture and see if they could just draw up like a silhouette of it to kind of match what this one is because I'm all about symmetry. And I think that's kind of cool to match tattoos to what they are. So um, so we'll talk up full gear next week. That's kind of, that's going to be a fun event. I, I kind of wish I would have, it's in St. Louis, which is a four hour trip. And if I would have known it's on a, or no, it's Minneapolis. Never mind. Is it Minneapolis or St. Louis? I think, I it's, think Minneapolis, it's Minneapolis. Because doing Minneapolis, Minneapolis street fight. I think they were yep. going to do it in St. Louis and then they moved. But anyways, so never mind. I wasn't going to think about going there anyway. Because <laughs> Minneapolis is a <laughs> seven or eight hour drive. So anyways, but uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for watching. Uh, you know, fingers crossed nobody gets cut this week. But, uh, and Bray Wyatt, where are you at, dude? We're waiting for you. Please come back to TV because we need you on TV. And, uh, yeah, I really no thought Bray, he was gonna sh- I thought he was going to show up on Dynamite and be the, <laughs> be the X cast off with, you know, Andrade and Malachi Black. Cause I was like, well, there's probably going to be some shenanigans here. And it was, you know, FTR, obviously. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways. All right. Well, thank you for watching. Enjoy your week. Go Chargers for you, Greg. And, uh, I'm going to enjoy my day of just nothing because I just, I need the, <laughs> I need a day of rest. As they say on the, the seventh day, Stephen rested. So um, I, think that, <laughs> I think that was in the Bible, but anyway, so, all right, well have a good rest of your day and talk to you guys later.